Hi, everybody. This is your keeper speaking. Been a minute, huh? Thank you for sticking with us for this long hiatus. It's my great pleasure to announce that all the primary recording for Losers is complete, and we'll be getting back to a more regular release schedule for the rest of this gargantuan mini-series. That being said, welcome to episode 13 of Losers, A Love Story. Content warnings at the top are pretty minimal this time around, I mean for us. There is some light violence, some stabbing in this one. Check the episode description for timestamps and take care of yourself while you listen. We negotiate violence around our table and want you to do the same thing when you join us by listening, even when that means sitting some things out. Losers A Love Story is edited and sound designed by the inestimable Ryan Bolter. They have their work cut out for them in this last slate of episodes, and I know they're going to turn our chaotic sessions into something totally elevated, because they always do. The rest of us, well. The part of Ben Hanscom is played by Andrew Giada, who also composed the theme music you'll be hearing shortly. The part of Richie Tozier is played by Tim Werner. The part of Mike Hanlon is played by J.V. Hampton Van Sant. The part of Eddie Kasprack is played by Val Patrone. The part of Bill Denbro is played by Alex Flanagan. The part of Beverly Marsh is played by Addison Peacock. And the part of the canonically alive and extremely handsome man Stanley Uris is played by me, MJ. All these characters are the intellectual property of Stephen King until he responds to my repeated requests to meet me in the fucking Thunderdome. The game we're playing is Back to Dairy, a monster of the week hack and supplement written by Christine Priebus. Thanks as always to the OneShot Network for hosting us. This project is funded by generous support from our patrons. To learn more and to gain access to bonus content, including our ongoing show and tell series, exclusive bespoke music from the show, and some truly unhinged donor-exclusive podcasts, find us on Patreon at Paperboat Productions. Thanks for listening. Let's go kill this clown. We open on a surprisingly sunny Maine morning in the town of Derry. As we go through the main doors of the B&B, we see the dust wafting through the air due to the rays of sunlight streaming through the window that hasn't been cleaned as often as it should have been. We go through the hall, up the stairs, and we get a camera shot, zoom into the carpet underneath Stan's door. And, and the carpet is filthy. <laughs> the carpet has mites and it's real bad. Okay. Um, and we see Stan, uh, the inside of Stan's room, just under the door, there is a letter. Uh, we also see some... Shoes walking towards the door, stopping briefly. A hand bends down to pick up the note. Stan, what does the note say? The note canonically says something, and I don't remember what it is, but it is the gist <laughs> of like, um, you know, thanks for the talk. I'm going to go get my thing today. 
try not to die, etc., etc. That sort of thing. Alex, if you remember the exact wording or even a better gist than that. I don't remember the exact wording, but that feels like a good energy. I feel like it's a pretty good energy. Let's not... I know there was a, I know there was a thanks in I, there. I somewhere. remember there being a thanks. Uh, we had um, a nice little, you yeah. know, gay stair, stairway moment. Um, yeah. Nice um, moment. May I tap in gently? Yes. Yes. You can tap in as hard as you want, my love. Oh, well. <laughs> no, um, well, then. Um, actually, you know what? Fuck it. I don't need logistic quest- logistical questions. I'm just going to say there's probably a fucking coffee pot somewhere in this Airbnb, this Airbnb somewhere in this bed You know and what? There's, there's no coffee and dairy. Please don't, None. because I need there to be for what I'm setting up. <laughs> Yeah, there's there, a, yeah, yeah, we have a like, coffee shop. Alicia works there. Anyway, no, yeah, I need no, there to be there, a coffee yeah. pot in the. Okay, there's Thank a coffee you. pot. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. There's sort of a kitchenette type space um, with like the uh, makings of making just like kind of terrible coffee and tea. Uh, and it's not great, but not wanting to go out anywhere when people might be coming back and reconvening at the house. Uh, Beverly Marsh has prepared herself a cup of very shitty coffee. Uh, she needs it for the caffeine more than the taste. So it's just, it's going to be medicine at this point. Um, in a kind of chipped white ceramic mug. And as she goes to take a sip, uh, her mauve lipstick, leaving a small imprint on the rim of the mug, Suddenly it slips from her grasp as her entire body goes stock still and she is caught in a vision, the likes of which she's had since she was a child caught in the deadlights. And I'm going to roll now and see what we get. I'm so excited. Okay, so I just rolled an 11. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Which, Which means... On a 10 plus, I know where I needed to go just in time to get there. It's when something bad is happening. I roll whenever something bad is happening somewhere that I am not. And I would say Bill going to go try to fight Pennywise all on his <laughs> alone is is something bad happening somewhere I am not. Mm-hmm. So I need to tell... That seems like a good way of describing yeah. it. <laughs> so we're going to get there <laughs> just in time to... Just in time. Where we needed to go just in time to get there. <laughs> But I need to figure out what I see. So I need to know, actually, if I may, Alex, could you tell me what Bill yeah. is doing right now? Well, do you want to see what Bill is doing right now? Or do you want to see what's going to happen if you don't stop Actually, it? could you tell me what will happen if we don't stop it? Okay. I think, and everybody can sort of chip in with this. Because mm-hmm. I think it depends on, um, you know, what, like, how far down that path you want to see. But I think you you see Bill alone inside Nebolt Street. Mm-hmm. Um, is the big thing. I think that you see the interior of this haunted house that has, you know, cursed your nightmares for years that you remember that started to come back to you. And first, it's the matter of realizing where it is that you're seeing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's a matter of seeing Bill inside of it and realizing that there's nobody else there with him. Because I think at first your assumption would be, oh, like I'm seeing what's happening to us later. Mm-hmm. But then after that coming, the realization of there's no us, there's just him there alone. And I don't know what, what horrible sordid end you want him to meet in this vision. <laughs> can, we, like, can we just have it like as simple as maybe Pennywise is like uh, standing over... Um, Bill, like as Bill is just on the floor, 
Uh, and then Pennywise just kind of turns over to uh, the camera, as it were, that is Bev, and just kind of smiles mm-hmm. and then laughs a little bit. May I escalate? I like for, I... May I escalate a bit? <laughs> yeah. Uh, please take this or leave this. I had this just as you were describing it, Alex. I had, the, or as you were talking, Alex. I had this really weird, dis, like distinct image in my head. So I see Bill in Nebel. I see Bill kind of like amping himself up for like, or like not like in. That sounds like he's like. Gonna no, take, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, take a shot or something, but um, <laughs> like kind of giving, like trying to summon up the courage and the strength to do what he feels needs to be done in this moment and as he goes to descend deeper into the bowels of Nebel, seemingly from nowhere, a like Freddy Krueger esque set of like long knife-like fingers just plunge into his stomach and he folds over blood bubbles out of his mouth and that's it yuck, I love it <laughs> we jump, we're, we're back in the present Beverly lets out a small, like, I'm just going to tell, why am I narrating the sounds she makes? Just a, <laughs> as she feels under her bare feet, she's shifted slightly as she comes out of her vision and her bare feet have like been cut on a piece of the cup that she dropped, um, bringing her back to the present. Take one harm. Take one harm, Alex, please. <laughs> it's a little tiny cut from a ceramic coffee cup, please. Um, and just looking around, um, uh, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to imagine how do, how do I get the attention of everyone? I think, someone, um, I need somebody. Since um, in the in the last, yeah. Hey, hi, hello. In the last episode, we did say that uh, uh, Ben and Bev did spend the night together. They sure did. So I think it would. I think it would make sense if uh, Ben was not far behind following yeah. Bev down to coffee. Mm-hmm. So I think he sees this, um, <clears throat> and. It, let's let's do some acting, maybe. <laughs> I'm so rusty, oh, hell. I'm oh. so sorry, you guys. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, Bev, are, what happened? Are you okay? Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm fine. Um, you got Bill. It's Bill. Something's happened, or something's. Something's gonna happen. Some, where, something's wrong. Where is he? Something's wrong. Something's. He's not. I. I don't know. I. I saw. Hey, it's okay. Let's. Sorry. Here, come sit down, and you need a bandaid or, or something. Um, let's go get Eddie. No, uh, no it's okay. It's Eddie it has so hurt. many band aids. We need to. No. Sh- sh- <laughs> I know. <sighs> Bill went to Nebolt. Or he's going. I don't know. Um I couldn't tell I can't tell when, but we need to we need to we need to find yeah. him. We need to find we him. Need we need to find we, Bill. We all need to. Um you stay here, I'll go and no, get she, everyone. She grabs Ben's hand a little harder than she meant to, her hand shaking. We need to go now. It can't just be the two of us. No, I know. Okay, fair. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to go get everyone. (laughs) Shit, I'm so bad at this. I'm lost. It's okay. Uh, So Ben is going to run up the stairs and knock on the first door, which let's say belongs to Richie. 
and say, hey, we need to go put your things on. Um, your things. We gotta go. Nope, don't, no questions. It's going to take Richie just a second, and he, like, kind of opens the door. It's just, like, super tired eyes, super messy hair. Like Ben is already gone. Um, I would like to say, if I may tap in as well, uh, uh, there's a sharp knock, a little rat-a-tat-tat knock on Eddie's door. Uh, Eddie opens right away because he was standing at the door because he was about to leave the room, and he's already wearing nice clothing, and he has his phone out, and he's kind of sweaty and nervous. (laughs) Hey. Hey, hey, uh, uh, what are you doing here? Um, do you have a band-aid? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yo, oh, uh, is everything okay? No. Okay. I'm fine. I love to hear that. We need to, we need to go. Go where? Why? Neville. Bill. Bill's gone. That stupid motherfucker. Okay, um, do you still need the band-aid? I do, yes. Okay. And, uh, Eddie puts away his phone and he rushes to his, uh, little, he he rushes to his bag and pulls out a, something that he's kept on him for a while, which is a fanny pack, (laughs) bright red and white. (laughs) And he takes it out and he's not really looking at Beverly. He's just kind of talking to himself. He says, I know I needed that. I knew I needed this for some reason. Oh. Um, and he unzips the bag as he's going to, uh, I was about to say Addison, <laughs> as he's going to Beverly and then goes beyond Beverly and gives one to Addison, who was also there. <laughs> um, and gives one uh, to Beverly and is like, where do we need to go? We have to go to Neobalt. I'm sorry. You said that. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm freaking out. I was just about to go talk to Rich about some stuff. And now there's this. And and he's putting on his fanny pack as he's talking to her. And his outfit is, like, pretty, like, decent today. It's, like, clean and nice. He wanted to look nice, Mm -hmm. obviously, for somebody. Um and it's just this dorky fanny pack that looks like it's a hundred years old that's now just around his waist. Oh. <laughs> um, um, Richie's walking up in like boxers, super tired. He's got a little like silk robe that's just undone. <laughs> um, Excellent. Like, jeez, what are we? What are we? Beth, you okay? And Eddie like puts his hand up to look away and goes, "Jesus Christ, put some pants on." <laughs> it's covered. It's covered. It's all right. Richie, glad you're here. Take out your phone, call Mike, and um, oh, make boy. sure that they meet us at um, Nebel. Um, okay. Like now. Richie like goes back. He's a little bit hurried now because he just, like things are going on, um, and he's going to go and call Mike. So if I could interject, because I, I don't know, I weirdly do still kind of want this to work. Um, I want... To have a little just little just moment of Mike going at going to go get coffee. So Mike has gone off to go get coffee from the coffee shop. Mike's gone in. Mike uh, has you know ordered coffee and it's like, and Elise's like, oh, oh honey, why are you here? You, I think you're gonna find that you have some things that you need to take care of today. 
Mike's question to that naturally is, uh, what? Why? How? What? <laughs> and Mike looks at, at the coffee mug, and it says on it, like, the letter N is very prominent on the thing. Not like, it. so it's not, it's sort of like a weird little cosmic hint, but it's not like a direct hint. And it also kind of makes sense. It's like in the, um, like on the cup, it makes sense for there to be an N there. But he sees that N, it sort of has that connection in his brain. Oh, I should go there. So he immediately gets in his car and is heading to Nebold when the phone call is received. Hello. Well, fabulous. I'm literally already heading there. Uh, uh, we'll get... You know what? Now's not really a time to discuss why. Um, so you said Bill's over there? Yeah, uh, apparently Ooh. Bill has left, and uh, he's doing it alone. So uh, we gotta go. I'm, uh, I, I've am i gotta get dressed, so we'll see you there. Yep, see you there. And then just Mike speeding off cool. into the distance. Vroom. Presses the gas pedal a little harder. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, while Richie is on the phone, Ben does knock on Stan's door. There is no answer. And Stan ben is not there. Again. <laughs> There's no answer. Again There's no answer. There's no answer. Stan is not in the room. Um, but I think mm-hmm. if you uh, look, I don't know if you want to make a roll for this. You don't have to. I think it's pretty obvious. Uh, yes, the I'm no making is... a roll. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. Make a roll. Yeah. What am I we rolling? Need to see it. Uh, roll plus sharp. Just a general sharp roll. Oh, that's not great for Ben. Well, too bad. You wanted to roll. Oh, oh, oh that's a three. <laughs> okay, you don't notice anything. Stan's gone. Um, hey, Stan's gone. Would, would this... I, I want to add a little bit of attention to the situation. Is this enough Please. of, like, a frantic thing to have Ben, like, run down the door? Kind of, like, shoulder check it and break it open? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think he's quite at that part. Okay. Um, yeah, I was just no. wondering. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think like, he's a very violent person, so I don't think yeah, he would. Okay. That wouldn't be his first instinct. Okay. What if Bev comes over and she's like, if only somebody were strong enough to. <laughs> 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 she just like kicks it down. <laughs> oh my God. Um, no, Beverly Marsh is busy right now. Mm-hmm. So Richie is still on the call, and I'm going to ask. Um, Eddie. Hey, Eddie, can, do you know where Stan is? Stan's gone too? Oh, Stan's God. gone too. Oh, did they go together? Okay. okay. Bev, did they go together? And I think before, uh, Beverly re- replies, um, he's pulling out an inhaler with his free hand because I was just saying that I forgot he still has his arm in the sling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I made a perfect boy. Anyway. And he, he's like taking, um, inhales on his inhaler. Uh, Bev is also back in her room really quick. If I may provide a very brief Beverly Smarsh suiting up montage. Um, yes. She is still in her pajamas, which are, um, a pair of light blue, uh, silk pajamas, like big soft pants. They're Beverly Marsh brand. Yes, they are. Of course they are. You think she's going to wear, she's not going to, she's going to design a pajama (laughs) line and not wear her own fucking pajamas, please. Um, she that has works. there are a pair of like light blue silk pajamas like a button down top and uh short short sleeve button down top and soft big pants 
There's no time to fully change. Instead, she pulls the hoodie, uh, just a gray sweatshirt over the top uh, and puts on some socks, pulls socks wincing as she pulls them over her recently bandaged foot and pulls on a pair of white tennis shoes. Uh, and then for the pocket in the pockets of her hoodie puts her phone her lighter that she keeps on hand, even though she keeps saying she's going to quit smoking and a can of hairspray. Oh, hell yes. A travel size oh. can of hairspray, because you all know what happens when I you put those things together. I love gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Chekhov said that hairspray will never come back again. Don't even worry about it. And so suit, freshly suited up and looking like she's going to pick her kids up from soccer practice while still nursing last night's hangover. Um, <laughs> Beverly is back uh, in the hall to catch back up with everybody. She sees the open door to Stan's room and that nobody is in there. Uh, Hmm. Yeah, if you don't mind, um, I'm going to take that open door and and go into our next and walk through thing. it. Please do. Yeah, I'm yeah. so sorry, I'm Tim. Gonna, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're fine. Um, Tim, did you have something you wanted to do before then, or? Oh no, I was just going to say that Richie is going to like go start the car, but that's oh, it. Yeah, cool. I love it. Um, I think uh, we we get a shot of the open door and we sort of get. I don't know, a lighting shift or whatever that brings us back to the early, early morning when Stan found this note. We see the same scene we saw a little bit ago with the, you know, the pair of extremely clean shoes on this dirty carpet and this hand reaching out to pick the note up um, and, and Stan reading it. And then we see him think for a second and sort of smile in a pained way and shake his head. And uh, and then he leaves um, on foot, just knowing because of who Bill is as a person uh, that he's going to go try and do this on his own. Mm. Uh, and if we want to if we want to go into a, a little pre pre Niebolt Niebolt scene, um, I'm yeah. yeah. So I think that um, the timeline of this is probably such that you read the note in the early hours of the morning when Bill is sort of just before finding his object, his item, his encounter with Pennywise, with Mr. Wise, um, <laughs> as it were. And then I think, you know, there are intercut shots of Bill going through this, you know, hopping on his bicycle, pedaling wildly uh, off in the direction that he feels he has to go and stand like running through the streets of Derry. I, I don't want to assume that you run. Do you run? He probably runs. Are you uh, a runner? Stan is not a um, runner, but he is running for this. Yeah. Oh. And I think that there's probably this point of, of interception. Um, where do you want that to happen? Are we like right outside Nebold? Are we halfway between two points? Like, <laughs> can I can I make something a little bit stupid? Yeah. Um, I think Stan gets there first. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I love it. I think the idea of, of Stan knowing what this is, like how this is going to end is is a cooler implication even than the implication that he knew exactly where Bill would find his totem. You know, I think that's that's cool. So, yeah, yeah we can run with that. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think Stan gets there first and he he does a little bit of a cursory like the lock is still on the gate. Uh, he doesn't uh -huh. see any evidence of like your car or, or anything like that. Right. Um, and 
he's just like, well, <laughs> I feel a little stupid, but I'm going to hang here and see if anything happens. <laughs> uh, just he's vibing just... <laughs> outside Nabal, scrolling Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> he's literally like, like, I think he sends Bill a text or something being like, hey, are you are you good? <laughs> I got your note. Are you good? <laughs> um, and he, he is just feeling a little bit um, wrong footed and silly about, uh, you know, assuming that Bill is still the kind of like impulsive kid who's going to go run face first into danger without taking anybody with him. Um, but also sure enough that that's still the case that he doesn't want to leave. Yeah. And I think you're there for a few minutes um, and maybe even entertaining this idea of like, is this stupid? Should I like go like what is happening here? And then you are presented with proof that while he may not still be the same stupid kid that runs headfirst into danger, he has become a stupid adult who will run headfirst into danger. <laughs> if, I may, and, if I may. Yeah. Can I suggest that the reason he was late is because he stopped at the coffee shop and talked to Alicia? <laughs> <laughs> I would love that uh, personally. Yes. I'll yes, take indeed. two. One for me and the other one. Can you put Miss Wise on oh, there? God. I don't know her first name. Oh, no. oh God. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyway, I, honestly, I think I, Bill orders two co- or orders a coffee, yeah. and Alicia hands him two. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, that's very okay. good. Sure, cool. Because oh, she knows. Um, I don't think he has a cup holder on his bicycle. He has a basket. It's fine. They, he can ride with stops. no handlebars. We don't you remember <laughs> that song. He can ride his bike with no handlebars. <laughs> Oh my god. <clears throat> this is a lot. Anyway, yeah, we're, we're anyway bringing a potent energy. Anyway, Bill shows up. <laughs> Bill shows up. He's pedaling breathlessly on this bike, and Nebel comes into view. And for a minute, he has such tunnel vision that that's all he sees. He just knows exactly where he's headed, and it looks exactly as he expected it. And then as he approaches, he sees Stan outside the gate. And he does not flip over his handlebars this time, thank God. But I think that he does do kind of a double take at first, you know, like... It seems like this has to be some fiction of his mind, but it's not. And he he skitters to a stop. You know, he backpedals abruptly and, and the bike sort of skids and breaks a little bit. And then um, he steps off it, you know, like half in a daze and it falls to the ground. And he's left standing there looking kind of helplessly because, dear God, this is... You know, on the one hand, like the one thing that he would want more than anything in the world. But on the other hand, it's everything that he was hoping to avoid by doing this. Like the whole point of doing this was that nobody else had to be here. And he is just sort of shaking his head in disbelief as he approaches you and says, Stanley, what are you doing here? I got your note. Thought you might do something stupid. I don't know. I mean, maybe I was wrong, but people don't change that much. No. No, I guess they don't. I... I think you should go. (laughs) Bill. Billy. (laughs) I... And he, uh, I think he has been, like, 
sort of checking his phone. He's got some texts that he's not answering from the rest of the losers. Um, Mm -hmm. And he shoves it into his back pocket. And he says, Bill, that's so fucking stupid. Yeah, well, I've, you know, I've got a track record. Well, yeah. (laughs) But you're not getting rid of me that easily. (laughs) I mean, after all, which one of us made the pact that brought us all back here anyway? And I think we get a little flashback. It doesn't have to be a big one, but I think that there's this moment um, and you say this thing about this pact and we get a, a shot on this like meaningful look that passes between the two of them this way that that Bill is looking intently into your eyes. And then the camera shifts and the lighting goes golden and it's this same look passing between the two of them, but it's years and years and years ago. And help me set this up. How do we want to to approach this moment here? I don't know how much distance we want to keep from it, but I, I think we should at least get some visual. Yeah, I think we I don't I don't think we need dialogue of this moment. I think it's sort of a, like a montage yeah. background music, something beautiful, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, um, totally. <laughs> but I think we get this shot of um the losers 27 years ago. <laughs> um standing just absolutely grimy and disgusting, uh, having come out of Nebel. Uh, they're a little bit bloody, um, and it's it's the sunrise. It's a beautiful sunrise. Um, they've won as much as they are, are going to win this first time around. Uh, but there's a certain sense between all of them that this is not, you know, a resounding victory. This is a an incomplete uh, story. At least it, it might be. And as <laughs> we're all sitting around in this uh, in this field trying to decide uh, how we're going to go home and what, what we're going to do to explain what we look like and uh, how some of us maybe need to go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, we do get this sort of iconic scene where Stan finds an old glass Coke bottle, like one of the, you know, the, the good glass, green glass Coke bottles. Uh, they don't make them like that anymore. Oh, God, they don't. And he breaks it on a rock, picks up a big, a big shard, and he shares this same look with Bill. And I think that there's this moment of, of understanding without really understanding that occurs to Bill that we can see play out on his face in this complicated way that's maybe there's something that doesn't sit quite right with him about, you know, Stan holding this large glass shard and and sort of implying what has to happen here. But at the same time, you know, Bill, who rules his life and his little victories through this absolute belief and these little rituals that get him through the day. I mean, who who has to order his life and make sense of these great and terrible things through some process also is unbelievably grateful for what is happening here, for this chance to make a statement that maybe, just maybe, 
will be enough to carry them through to whatever the end of this thing has to look like. And I think that there's that moment and the weight of it in this beautiful golden sunrise. And then it's the two of them again as adults standing outside Nebel. And Bill remembers the pact and he remembers that it was Stanley's idea. And he remembers that as much as it's his own fault that they're all back here, maybe it's because of Stan that they were able to do it at all. But he also notices, I think, and let me know if this is cool with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he also can't help but look down and notice the bandages, you know, just beneath your shirt sleeves. And he thinks about that huge glass shard and the things that you did then and everything that's happened since. And <laughs> that same sort of pained smile crosses his face before his brow furrows intensely and I think he he takes your hands in his not delicately but you know as gently as he possibly can while still being a man utterly possessed by some feral desire to go solo run the clown house (laughs) and I think he looks at you as directly as he's able to manage and he says um You asked me last night what I want, um, like what I really want, and I want, I want all of you to make it home, Stanley. I want, I want you to be okay. I want everybody to be okay. I don't, please. I am asking you, just go back to the hotel and get everybody out of Derry as far away from all of this as you possibly can. Um, Can I cut in here? Yeah. Yeah. I think as you say, you want everyone to go back and as far away, the car just like <laughs> squeals to a stop and just hits. It just like, it, it, it oh. kind of bumps into silver a little bit, Bill's bike. Um, no. Oh my God, you ran over my fucking bike! <laughs> not ran over. It may have a couple scratches now. No. But, um, and then I think we all get out. Um, um, do I, Alex? Yeah. If do I have your permission to can I can I do something a little aggressive? Yeah. Slap okay. the shit out of Bill. So Beverly Marsh gets out of the car. Wait, hang on. Uh-huh. I'm I'm really sorry. Can we have Mike and us pull up at the same time? Oh, or should please. it be Mike first? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Mike yeah. was already on the way. But Mike yeah. stopped for yeah, coffee. Yeah, yeah. Right. So we're gonna pull out two cars, Mike on one and all at the same time. Yours. Uh, cool. <laughs> I just okay, want beautiful. to make clear everyone is there now. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Um, oh I think that uh, first of all, um, even though like obviously we've been through the arc of of Bev and Be- and Bill, we've like come to realize that the love that is between them is not the kind of love that they both assumed it might be when they were younger and still figuring out themselves mm-hmm. but there's still like obviously a very strong bond and I think as they're driving up as they're pulling up and we see um, out the out the window um, Beverly can see 
the confrontation unfolding between Stan and Bill and is imagining when they all made that pact together is imagining before she left Derry for to move in with her aunt, uh, kissing that boy goodbye and um, not knowing if she'd ever see him again. And I think she and the car pulls to a stop. The car has not fully stopped. The car is still rolling to a stop. Beverly March mm-hmm. is wedging open the door. Tears straight, like wet, cheeks wet. <laughs> She's been crying the entire tra- the drive over. Marches right up to Bill Denbro and slaps him across the face. And I take two harm. And <laughs> no. That was She's very ki- strong. That was that was uh, kicking ass. So um, I think that you also deal harm back to Beth. <laughs> oh, damn. No. That's true. Emotional harm. You, yeah, uh, you, you cut guys. yourself on my very sharp cheekbones. No. <laughs> and you guys. No, sorry. Uh, yeah, that's totally fine. Are you you trying can, to get you can have the moment killed? back. Are you trying to get yourself killed, you fucking asshole? Oh. <laughs> Hey, Beverly. <laughs> Don't hey, Beverly, me. I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> what were you thinking? I. Uh, I. I am so. So. Glad to see all of you, but but you have to go. <laughs> That's pretty fucked up, Bill. Fuck that. I got up just for this, and I'm here now, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing this. She Buddy? she did just Buddy. slap you. She is immediately going to pull you into a very tight hug, and I do love that. Very quietly, her, her tear, her wet fucking face, like dampening the, the shoulder of your shirt, um, trying to like find a measured way to communicate this and in a way that you will understand and take in. I know you think that you have to saddle up and be the big hero, but if you go into that house by yourself, you're not coming back out. You're not. He, he wraps his arms as tightly as he can around you too and he says I'm I can't be, be the reason that happens to anyone else here okay I no he's still holding Stanley's hands oh, yeah. okay yeah no i i think i think that when i think actually when bev approaches him to slap him across the face he uh he he drops them and that's probably been the case for a moment now otherwise this choreography is very complicated you did also say you were going to hug her so yeah yeah no i'm I'm saying that i think that um i dropped hands Uh a moment ago and now yes i am returning the hug i'm saying i I, I can't be the reason that anything happens to any of you i i know that we did did this once already and i i don't even know how we all made it out then i i i don't know if we can do it again and i'm uh, I'm I'm not willing to make anyone else t- t- take that chance. You're not making anybody do anything. Hey, hey, hey! Look at me. 
you're not as powerful as you think you are. And I don't mean that mean, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be shitty, but you don't have the power to make anybody do anything. We followed you because we wanted to, and we were kids and we needed somebody to tell us what to do, but look around. We're not kids anymore. Okay, Billy. Mm -hmm. We fought this together when we were kids and we made a promise and we're going to fight it again. Yeah. And, and if you go time, in by yourself... We're actually prepared. Yes. We're actually prepared. We actually got the information this time. We know. Um, I think again, Mike. As Mike says, we're actually prepared. You look over at Richie. He's got like... He still has silk, his silk robe on. He's got his jeans up. He's... I love that he wore his silk robe to the knee bolt he didn't, fight. He didn't have time to put on a shirt. He threw on yes, whatever he Yes, Richie. Could. Pajama gang. <laughs> yeah. So he's... He looks Dress terrible. for the job you want, not the job you have. <laughs> Everything about this is, is well planned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Tim. Were you done with that? Moment? Oh yeah, no, that's all good. We just get a little like pan over of Richie and like him looking like shit. I just <laughs> allow me if if I may have one more melodramatic moment, please. Um, please, yes, yeah, yeah. Do you want to slap Bill again? No, I'm uh, not going to slap him fun. again. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not. This isn't me talking from a theoretical place. I'm not telling you what I think is going to happen. I saw it. I saw it. If you go into that house by yourself, you're not coming back out. And I have another dead person that I used to love. But if we all go in together, then we might just stand a fucking chance. Mm-hmm. So are you going to kill a clown with me or are you going to not? <laughs> Let's go kill a fucking clown. Right? And then we all say together at once. Let's go Let's kill, kill this fucking, fucking clown. <laughs> all right, let's ride. I mean, we're already oh, there. You're bringing the car in here? Okay. Are we gonna say <laughs> let's kill this know. fucking oh. clown or not? We already, we already did. did. Let's go. We did. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Does any? I think so, it works. um, who's who's gonna b- break break the lock on this thing? Uh, oh, uh, um. Hang like on, let me check my stats anyone. real quick. Wait, hang on. No, no, no. <laughs> I want to do something. Please. Um, so, uh, Eddie has been disconnected from this conversation. In fact, Eddie didn't leave the car with you guys. And Eddie wasn't talking with all of you. And all of a sudden, from while you're trying to figure out how to unlock this door, you just hear, and I will take damage. Um, if it's cool, I'll roll for it too. Uh, shattering glass of one of the windows. And you may turn to see Eddie, who has just thrown a rock and is looking feral as all get out and is breathing <laughs> like With a, a sling mother- and fanny pack. Yeah, sling and fanny pack heaving because he can't he can't catch his breath. And he goes, let's kill this clown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are, are, are you going to pay for that? Because. No. Uh, oh, my. That was a stupid idea. That was a stupid idea. That was a stupid. That was dumb. I don't know why I did that. I'm full of a lot of energy. I can't breathe. It's fine. 
It's fine. You We're did that because that was baller. No, that's no, why that you dumb. did that. That was dumb. I could have gotten tetanus. <sighs> that was tetanus so from good. glass. We I were also know. really far away, Eddie. And he takes another deep inhale because he can't. It's it's like really hard for him to breathe right now. He's like, <laughs> like noises like, oh, I can't breathe. But Eddie's taking inhales and is actually sort of leaning on Mike as trying to catch his breath. So let's um, get kind of a pan around the yeah. entryway to oh Nebel. Oh, God, yeah. Who wants to I break think, us off a piece of Nebel? I think Ags is doing it right now. Fuck yeah. yeah. Sorry. Unless someone else wants to. No, I please. Did the, no, do it. I, I did the it. other Do one. it, King. So I want to hear your soundscape. Okay, yes. so... As you push open the door, um, you do see some sort of creature. It's maybe furry, maybe just a little bit dirty, scurry away from the door and into another room. Uh, You think maybe it's a rat, maybe not. It's hard to tell. Uh, There are cobwebs all over the ceiling that has um, all of the sort of uh, plaster that was there just hanging down seeping from years upon years of water damage because there are holes all over the roof um, parts of the roof had have started to turn green and black with mold if you thought that the windows of the B&B were dusty uh, you can barely see any sort of sunlight coming through the windows of Nebolt the ones that aren't plastered over with newspaper that is There's raggedy furniture that looks like it's been clawed apart by multiple cats, if not a large tiger. When you look at the newspapers that are covering the window, it seems like every single one of them is describing some horrific incident that's happened in Derry, Maine. Some of them are from you know, 200 years ago when there's no way that a newspaper from that time should still hold up. Some of them are these like missing child posters that are sort of plastered in between articles of, you know, fire erupts at Dairy Ironworks or horrible incident results in three dead or explosion um, in Midtown leaves three families homeless like it's stuff like this over and over and over again and it's just you know enough that you sort of have this creeping sensation of it and you feel like if you were to sit and read all of these things like the knowledge of it would completely overwhelm you i think that there are lots of floorboards that are just enough out of place that you're not quite certain if you should step on them or not. Things that like are pried up just far enough out of the floor that you could envision something reaching out from under them. As we enter the house, there's this kind of groan of like the wood, like the way that old like floorboards and like old wooden paneling expands and contracts in like humidity versus dry air and as we enter there's this sort of like collective groan and this expanding feeling and then this sort of creak and this contracting feeling almost as if when they entered the house it took one deep breath yuck ew i love and hate that and can i add to that a little bit sound wise because there's a sound thing there that i do kind of like in a haunted location which is the just the creepy sound of 
The only way I can describe it is if you took the D and D spell Dissonant Whispers and made it children. Mm, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and made it children. Um, so yeah. So wherever those child things are coming from, but I also kind of feel like it, in a movie, this would be the portion wherein you would start to hear what it would like a real creepy remix of. Um, what was it? Uh, what was that song called? The clown one? Um, uh, uh, Entry of the Gladiators. Entry of the Gladiators. Entry of the Gladiators. There we go. Um, I like Sending so, the Clowns. Yeah, which, well, that too. It's it, a mashup. It means it's both. God, it's okay, fine. cool. No, it's fine. So it's both of those. It's discordant. It's bad. It honestly sounds like somebody is maybe playing it on a piano that hasn't been tuned in about 200 years. Um, that's what Richie that's what Richard hearing. reaches over and closes that's the it. music box that's playing that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's echoey. It's dark. It's it's bad. Um, okay, but jokes feelings. on you, Richie. If you want, if you re- when you reach out to close the music box, as you do, a couple little like bony white fingers come out and brush your hand, and then oh, go nice. back inside. Oh. Ah. And they are wet and slimy. <laughs> it's like one of those Halloween balls with the little fake oh hand. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> but it's real. Uh, did uh, MJ or Val? Did you want to add anything? With permission, Stan, the thing that I, I'm going to add is Stan moves further into the house out of this entryway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. Oh, That's yes, bold. Yes, yes. Yep. He doesn't right, afraid of go. anything anymore. He doesn't. He doesn't. Mm. He doesn't afraid of it. Aw, he doesn't. <laughs> so Stan is going further into the house. Um, I mean, I'm going to follow Stan. I'm sorry. One last thing about yeah. the about the house. I'm presuming that this place has a smell, and I do. I don't know why, but for some reason, like the smell of a of a creepy haunted thing feels kind of important to clarify. Um, All right, then I'll say this: Eddie, go, as he's taking big, big puffs from his inhaler and taking breaths and kind of grabbing onto Mike's bicep. Because he needs to feel that. No, um, uh, yes. <laughs> um, no, 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 I'm goofing. Um, but he is grabbing onto his bicep, like to steady himself. He goes, "Why does it smell like my mom's house?" And uh, and like, what? Is, what's that other smell? I, my there. I think there are a couple. When that when I was last in your mom's house, it certainly didn't smell like. Burnt popcorn and what I think is also maybe formaldehyde? Oh, no. Oh. Oh, formaldehyde. No, that's... We shouldn't be smelling that. Why didn't we bring a gas mask? Oh, no. Okay, let's... Like a, sh- like a shitty circus. <laughs> the worst possible circus and bad taxidermy. I... Oh, no. Oh, God. Whew. We're here. We're here. Let's make this shit happen. I said that, you know, Stan was going further into the house, and I think, uh, Alex, you were like, well, Bill's gonna follow Stan, so I think it's mm-hmm. it's kind of funny, maybe, if, like, you're following Stan, uh, 
and you hear him, you know, say like, "Over here, Bill," and follow him into oh, somewhere yeah, yeah, yeah. where he isn't. Um, and yeah, then sure. you are with your your little crew, um, and then you are effectively separated. But yep, yeah, that's for me. Like I think that I think that definitely works there. Um, yeah, that works. I mean, huh? So I think that that's a good motivation for Bill. Are are um, Bev and Mike just are we just following Bill just because of that sound, or is it the same sound we think that is prompting that? You could just be following Bill, like. Mm-hmm. I think it makes Losers sense. Losers love to be following Bill. Yeah, especially they because they love to be does. following Bill. Inexplicable. Mm-hmm. All right, I say let's roll with that. I think that's the easiest cool. way to make that work. I mean, I think for Bev at least, I'm sure that like even subconsciously does not trust me to be somewhere that she is not right now. Yeah, like, yeah, that just makes sense to me. Yeah. Um. Similarly, I think that makes sense for Mike. So. Yeah, everybody thinks that. Bill needs a chaperone because he does. <laughs> I mean, he probably does. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Let's call a spade a spade. For Stan and Richie, I think it would be funny if they just, like, they weren't going off together, but they do run into each yeah. other. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. So, like, Stan is going off, like, um, yeah, Stan is going off doing his own thing, like, going through this house, trying to find the end or uh, wherever. And then Richie kind of gets, like, lost a little bit where he's like looking gets distracted. He's, he's like yeah, chasing he's a fucking distracted. dollar on a string but like the horror <laughs> version of that <laughs> yeah so like he's he's looking up he's like seeing this like vaulted ceiling um and like it's strange because this house doesn't look this big like there's a little bit of light coming through a window upstairs and so like uh he's heading off into a different direction and when he finally kind of uh like it settles down and it's like, um, so how long do you think we're gonna we're gonna uh, be looking around this house? And he looks down and uh, no one else is around him. Um, and he gets kind of uh, freaked out a little bit. He's like backing up. He's uh, knocking over something like vases on on like a dresser. And then I think he he bumps into Stan. Uh, or, oh yeah, like, they're like back human. to back and terrified yeah. each other. <laughs> yeah, big Scooby Doo energy. And then, yeah, and just like huge scream. I'm not gonna do it right now because I don't want to like uh, make my mom worry. But um, <laughs> he like turns around and then just like starts like slapping in the air and like kind of all over <laughs> the place. Oh my god, Richie! Ch- come, fuck, chill Jesus, out. stand! <gasps> fuck. Okay, you scared the shit out of me. Hi. Hello. Are you good? No. Are Great. you? No? Okay. Where um, did everyone go? Great fucking question. Great fucking question. This always goes um, well I, in movies. Yeah, I think Richie starts, like, uh, biting at his thumb a little bit. Um, and he's just, like, kind of pacing around the room, like, trying to figure stuff out. We are kind of creeping through the house very cautiously trying not to make any sort of sound um, when we see uh, peek around the corner some sort of shadowy uh, humanoid figure that kind of slowly wraps one finger at a time around the wall and peeks its head out 
um, and then kind of beckons us to move forward. Um, I know at least Ben freaks the fuck out, grabs what he thinks is Bev's hand. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, good. Val, do you want to jump in here? From Eddie's perspective? Eddie wasn't fully paying attention forward and was looking all around for nearest emergency exits from this building, anywhere that looks like it's even an inch clean, anything that looks like it could be of normal humanity and feels someone's hand wrap around his. Now, he's still holding his inhaler, but he feels comforted by this hand. And he turns... And he's still nervous and scared, but he turns and he realizes it's Ben. And he's like, oh, you're not. Uh, hey, bud. Ben doesn't uh, realize and just books it <laughs> because he needs to okay. get away from this friggin shadow monster. Um, okay. He runs like the opposite direction through some door, slams it behind them and hits the light in whatever room they're in now. Turns and says, ah, Eddie. <laughs> I was trying to tell you. I thought you were. Um, someone else. Wait, where's, um, where is everyone else? I thought you were I, someone else. Wait, who did I you thought, think I was? I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, Valid um, mood. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Um, who did you think I was? Bev. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can, can we get, like, the, the quick, like, beginnings of a Pennywisening for, um, yeah. for these That's two? That's exactly what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Excellent. Um, and as Eddie's sort of kind of stumbling through this conversation, they're in this room. The light actually does work. And it's a horrifying room. Bugs skitter across as the light turns on, and all this furniture is there, all these sculptures, really, and past from those sculptures are shadows around the room. And just like the shadow we saw, a hand comes crawling up the wall from the shadows, and then another hand comes crawling. And then another big, toothy smile comes from the shadow, lifting itself up, dancing on the wall now. 